to Bromance Dawn. Here are your hosts, the king of the pirates Noah Delmar and his first mate, pirate hunter Bill Jenkins. Anticipated fifth episode of the Bromance Dawn podcast. You could say the return of Bromance Dawn. The return of Bromance Dawn. This is never pay more than twenty dollars for a computer game. So, if you're wondering where we've been, Noah has a little story. Yeah. So I decided it would be a great idea to go back to school for the. Third time? A couple of times. Now, it sounds worse than well, it is. Fourth, technically. I've, I've, I've graduated all of those times, but one. Yeah. Um, failed law student. Um, but I, I recently started school again, at the, um, and it has been consuming most of my life. Um, it is much more difficult than I anticipated, but I finally found enough of a balance to say, you know what? The people need this. The people, people want are it. clamoring for it. The clamoring was too much. There was knocks on my doors. I was getting angry fan letters. <laughs> people were upset. People were upset. And it, it was time to give the people what they wanted. So we're back. We are back. And I want to apologize in the most sincerest way I know how by giving you the best podcast you've ever heard. This is going to be a good one. And before you ask, even though you can't actually talk to us, uh, we are not doing Loom yet again. But unfortunately, a good unfortunately, we're not doing Loom. Loom is still my favorite. But some of you may be aware, some of you may not be aware, there is a new game coming out. Now, is it LucasArts or is it separate? Uh, it's technically LucasArts games doesn't exist anymore. Lucasfilm games or whatever doesn't exist anymore. But Disney does own it, and it was actually funny how they announced it, because I knew about this for a while. Ron Gilbert actually announced it in April, on April Fool's Day. So people thought he was, like, joking around. And I thought it was coming out next year. They had a Disney Marvel game showcase last week with a bunch of, like, new Disney and Marvel games. And in the middle of all that, I was reading about it. They were like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're, we're releasing Return to Monkey Island next Monday. So it was you hear that, Monday, folks? Yeah. A new Monkey Island. So we figured what better time than right before it comes out to do a podcast on the first Monkey Island, the secret of Monkey Island. And possibly the second if there's, there's time. Um, so we'll just knock all of those out and then come back to Loom. I know all those angry letters. Um, someone actually created a letter in, in cloth, like in a Loom itself, just demanding this game. Uh, someone uh, someone wrote us from the plot of Wanted. You remember that movie? Angel- Angelina Jolie and yes, Lou. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Same was uh, Morgan Freeman in Morgan, that one? Morgan Freeman was... He was in charge of the loom? Yes, he was the loomer, the, uh, the, uh, the weaver. Prof- professor, young Professor from, X. Yeah, James there. McAvoy was in yeah, it. James McAvoy. He smacked that lady across the face with the, the keyboard and then the letters... Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, wild stuff, wild stuff. Great movie. Um, I enjoyed it. We'll talk more about that when we actually do Loom. But, yes. in the meantime. But anyways, we're going to do Monkey Island here. So, 
Uh, again, this is one that I did play. You might have recalled in a, a previous podcast, I had mentioned my list of DOS games where Loom was part of it. I did have the original Monkey Island. Uh, being a kid that couldn't really read at the time, unlike Bill, who was reading out of the womb, yes. I didn't play it too much. We tried. Uh, I remember meeting with the pirates at the table at the beginning. So do you remember if you had the one with the pictures for the items or the words for the items? Because there was like two different versions. I, I don't remember. I was just curious because that would tell you like around like what kind of graphics and everything. The graphics was. were terrible. Because there was a couple versions and we'll get into that a little bit later, but I was just curious. The version and the graphics that I had were awful. Yeah. So Bill's going to tell us, as he always does, as he's a master of all things LucasArts and point and click, uh, as the master of ceremonies here, he's going to give us a little bit of a background on Monkey Island, kind of the plot, what went into making it, uh, and maybe some insights, and, you know, as usual, I will add nothing but useless banter. <laughs> all right, so, uh, as you recall, uh, last time we talked about Maniac Mansion, and after that, uh, they worked on a couple other different point-and-click adventure games. Uh, Zach McCracken, which we talked about. Loom, which we're going to get to. I believe both of the Indiana Jones, if not one of them. And around this time, they were really starting to learn the ropes of the point-and-click adventure. And computer technology was starting to move along. So they had the, the ability to actually add a lot more things. Um, it was the early 90s, so CD-ROMs were starting to become a lot more available and readily accessible i don't know about you Noah, but do you remember when we were kids thinking like the cd-rom was like a late 90s thing mid late 90s thing i would say mid to late is when i became aware of it uh i want to say i remember using floppy disks when we were real little no i use floppy disks and in in school we used floppy disks and actually like apple two computers and and we actually had like old actual zip drives do you remember like 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 the original zip drive which was like a a little floppy drive that, you know, was the compressed files of, yeah. of today's virtual zip. Compressed, and that, yeah. that means they were, like, kilobytes. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I, I compressed something at and, work and, and it was later in that, so I guess that would be late 90s, 2000s, is when it became readily available in the schools. But I want to say when I got my computer with my dad and we were using these DOS games, mid to early mid-90s. Did it have a CD-ROM drive? It, it did, because yeah. this is where we had, had these games, but... That was really it for the, the, the CDs. We didn't really have a CD-ROM for anything else at this point. Yeah. Um, so it was just a handful of things. And like when we bought new things, we didn't really get CDs at all. I remember we got, uh, we got like our first gateway computer. And it came with like a book of CD-ROM games. And there was the Goosebumps game in it, which was bizarre because it was really good. But there was like FMV cutscenes because you remember that was like the big thing in the mid '90s. Yeah. And Jeff Goldblum was a vampire in it, and he tried to seduce a like 12 year old girl. And I still remember that and think it's weird to this day. Love you, Jeff. But Jeff Goldblum, one of uh, what was he from? Uh, uh, greatest city on the earth. Well, he's Pittsburgh. But what part of Pittsburgh? I don't remember. I don't know, but he's uh, an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. I, it wasn't like creepy at the time. But now it would probably be viewed as like really weird. I mean, it's what DiCaprio does. Well, yeah. Not 12, but close. All right. So anyway, thinking about uh, those LucasArts adventure games, they started to come up with an idea, especially Ron Gilbert. He was really interested in doing something in a pirate-based universe. He wasn't really into fantasy, 
which is why when he played King's Quest, he enjoyed the gameplay mechanics, but not like the actual story. So he actually got the idea while he was on uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney, which is really, really ironic because who owns LucasArts now? Disney. Yeah, and that's actually why we're getting the new one because Disney was nice enough to let him make a new Monkey Island. Something we thought was never going to happen. So that's cool. And so Monkey Island uh, was released in 1990, and yeah, so that makes that makes sense that I had it in around 94, 95. Yeah, I mean, it, so we're going to get into the, all the reasons why we played it later in the 90s, and it was still relevant. I well, honestly, I mean, in 90, I was two, so that that probably uh, has a big part of it. I mean, I was born in 1990, so that that's why I don't remember it in 1990. <laughs> but it's it's been on a lot of different consoles. And it was ported to a bunch of different things. It actually started conception in 1988. So right around the time they were working on Maniac Mansion, uh, they were working on the idea for it. The atmosphere of the game was meant to be based on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And actually, uh, when we talk about the second one, there's a lot more. That no, goes they're into they're that. not going to know. I I refuse to play the new one. I know exactly what's going to happen. What do you mean? I swear to Jesus, sweet. Baby Jesus. Oh, you, you're, you're saying Johnny Depp. If Johnny Depp makes an appearance, I'm going to stop right there. I don't think that they would do that. I think what they may do is make fun of the fact that Disney owns them. Because that's, that's very... You know how the Simpsons like pokes fun at it? And they it's, poke it's, fun it's at bad Fox. enough that he's in Sea of Thieves. Oh, I forgot he's in Sea of Thieves. That's right. Because we don't do those quests because they're too hard. We're noobs. But... Uncle Diggy will teach us how to do it. Uncle Diggy became a master in like a week. In like a week. <laughs> yeah, he knows how to do more. He has way more money than both of us combined. And we've been playing for a lot longer. But yeah, so like I said, that actually comes into play in the second one. Um, but we'll get into that later. So Monkey Island was the fifth game built with the Scum Engine. Do you remember uh, talking about the Scum Engine last week? Well, not last week, but last cast. Yes, the Scum Engine, yes. So the Scum Engine... Uh, really hit its stride on this one. Monkey Island was really, really well regarded, but it wasn't a commercial success. So it sold well, but despite all the great things that LucasArts was doing, they were always playing second fiddle to Sierra Adventure Games, which I can't really figure out. I never got the appeal of them. Maybe that's just because I played the LucasArts ones first. I mean, I enjoy a couple of them. Like Leisure Suit Larry is great, like the old one. King's Quest... The first one's okay, but they never had that same humor the, that the LucasArts games had. I would liken it to like... Did you say Sierra? Yeah, Sierra. Is that uh, Russell Wilson's favorite? <laughs> Not Sierra. Sierra. I think the problem with the Sierra ones, I think the idea, you would liken it to Monty Python versus Mel Brooks type humor. Like King's Quest and those games kind of had a more, a less, I guess... Less absurdist style of humor, whereas you know, did you notice that play Monkey or uh, Maniac Mansion that there was like a little bit of a absurdist comedy in it? No, no. What do you think is absurdist humor? Well, I think it's just ridiculous situations. Okay, I'm I'm having a problem here following your logic. Okay, how doesn't that apply to both Mel Brooks and Monty Python? Well, maybe it's just the British versus the. Yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Maybe it's the British versus the American humor. No, there's a clear difference there that I agree with. 
Monty Python, I, I watched some of the Flying Circus not that long ago, and it's really hit or miss with me. Like, yeah, like me the, too. The, the great stuff is great, and then the stuff that doesn't land just doesn't land. That's, that's very, I'm glad that you fleshed that out because that's the LucasArts Sierra thing. I enjoy some of the, the Sierra games and some of the humor, like Leecher Suit Larry is great. The humor in that's really good. But some of the other games didn't really hit with me. Whereas almost every LucasArts game I've played, I've enjoyed. I thought it was funny and I thought the puzzles were really good. So it, that's a great analogy, actually. It just, just, and, and it's Damn. not that it's bad. You chimed in with something good for once. And it's well, it's because I, I didn't follow your, your 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 logic there because they they both are absurd in different ways. It's just some of that cultural difference, some yeah. of that. And I'm going to defend the Holy Grail to the end of of, of time. Oh, Holy Grail! Holy great. Grail is a fantastic yeah. film. And you know what? I'm even going to say the Life of Brian wasn't that bad. Minus, I thought it was a bit unnecessary to see his penis. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right, back back on topic. We can do a Mel <laughs> we can do a Mel Brooks versus Buddy Python episode. I just wanted to make that analogy. Great job coming together with that. That was good. So again, um, the game sold okay, um, but it was really well regarded, and it's become somewhat of a cult favorite. Kind of like we talked about Ma- uh, Maniac Mansion being the same way. People really love Maniac Mansion. Those of you that watched our stream. We had people coming in to our Twitch stream that don't really listen to the podcast, and they were really passionate about Maniac Mansion, which is they, they really were, cool and it me. also helped that we finally used tags correctly. Yeah, that's, that's to, to help find things. Um, no, they had that one person came in. Yeah, it was, uh, was like Kalua gone? I think it was Kalua yeah, gone. Kalua gone. Uh, came in, and as soon as I was well, ready, why to, is all the Kalua gone? Why is oh man Kalua <laughs> got any Kalua? Even though it's you know Hunter Hunter, you know as soon as I hit that, that key. As soon as I hit that keypad uh, and the building was going to blow up, they were like, oh, man, you messed up. I'm, uh, I'm really glad that you figured it out the second time. Not to, I, I was really worried that you were going to kill us again and you never saved. So, Actually, which is a good segue into this because Monkey Island has no death states except for one. Well, you're supposed to be a man and never save. Not in the 90s. In, in every game, you never save. What is better than dying after hours of playing? Well, this is the this is one of the big beefs that people have with the Sierra games. Like, no, no just think about it. Final Two, Fantasy. Just think, think of the old Final Fantasy games, the old Mario RPGs. Hours of playing. I always saved. I was like a crazy person. Well, I, I am now. That I, 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 I use. As I a use, kid, I did too. I hoarded I, all my I use, sa- healing items. I use. I use three or four f- save files so that I, if I miss something or mess up, I can yeah. go back and, and, and retrace steps. No, that, that's how I play it now. Yeah. But as a kid, why would you ever do that? I did. I think you're realizing that I was a strange child at this point, a, and a strange man, because we didn't know each other when we were small children. No, we we as as you know, we met later in life. Later, a little later in life, with, in, in a room with our our first and truest love. The iron. Oh, yeah, pumping the iron. I thought you meant Fidel. <laughs> the milkman. The milkman the milk himself. The milkman. So, like I said, that actually brings us to a good segue. Um, the whole idea behind Monkey Island was, let's do everything we did with the previous adventure games that we worked on and make it better. Monkey Island simplified the verbs, for one thing. There's many less verbs. You you said something about that when we were playing Maniac Mansion. Like, why is there use and turn on? Like, that's a little bit redundant, right? 
a lot of redundancies. In in some cases, it, it made sense. There was only a couple where you know there was a lot of homonyms and uh, synonyms. Well, synonyms, not homonyms. I'm sorry, I wasn't very good at English. <laughs> so there there were a couple fail states as we talked about. Monkey Island really doesn't have any fail states. Uh, there is one death, and like I said, we'll talk about that with the story. Um, but it's really hard to get. So Ron Gilbert actually came up with basically a Bible. I forget the name of it, but it was like the, I think it was called the problem with um, point-and-click adventure games or with modern adventure games. And he wrote that in 1988 or 89, so right after Maniac Mansion. The best year. Great year, the year you were born. So oh, yeah. he wrote it, and he basically used it as like a template to make everything better with these later games. I think part of the problem with Maniac Mansion was it was really good. I enjoyed it, but the horror theme of it, I think, not not that people don't like horror, but I think pirates are a little bit more relatable. What do you think about that? Like, would you agree? I mean, now, after Pirates, in a post-Pirates of the Caribbean world, what did we have in the 90s with pirates? M- Muppet Treasure Island? Yeah, and but that was later in the nineties. Yeah, so this was before that. Um, pirates, pirates around had, this time, what would we have had with pirates? I don't think pirates really had their moment in the sun yet. No, there was a, a cartoon. Pirates of Black Dark Water. Yeah, that was later too. Was it? Yeah, this is ninety. Like, what the hell was out with pirates? Man, I'm so happy. I am so happy that I just said there was a, a random ass cartoon. Oh, I know ridiculously dumb things. <laughs> Like he was that. like pirates of the. Next thing you know, he's gonna tell me he watched the My Pet Monster movie. I don't know that one actually. Well, you know, you know the toy, My Pet Monster. No. It comes out like every ten years. Um, no, I, I don't. Well, another that. time, we'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. But it had it had a, a terrible cartoon movie with it, and it had like a, a terrible live action movie that went along with it. Oh God. Oh, it was it was fantastic as a child. But see, this is the thing, though. I I really think that the pirate theme. Because there wasn't a lot of pirate media back then. There wasn't a lot. There definitely weren't a lot of pirate video games. I think it was a unique theme, and I think that was what Ron Gilbert was going for. So coupled with the unique theme and the the yes quintessential but, LucasArts humor that I would argue was probably perfected in these two yeah, games. Let's, let's hold up here. People, there were pirates, and people liked pirates, and they were in Pittsburgh because this was slightly before. Oh, this is when we had Barry Bonds. This is these were, these are the good times. This was right before the, the 20 year drought. 20? Before we went made it back to the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That was, we, we were after, after we got rid of Bonds that year. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, the next time we made the playoffs, it was, was, like, was like 20 years ago. We were later. in our 20s. Yeah, which, which, yeah. So, yeah, like right, 91, right. 90. Yeah, it would be it's our 20s. I just consider it a drought since I've been born. Pretty, pretty darn close. Pretty darn close. So, anyway, back, back to the topic in hand. Um, they kind of improved everything. Um, we talked about Tim Schafer last week. Tim Schafer uh, worked on Psychonauts, Brutal Legend, um, Grim Fandango, a lot of those later LucasArts games. This is when he really came into the fold and started helping. So I, I think having that team together of all the guys that worked on Maniac Mansion in addition to Schaefer and him having a larger role helped to shape the puzzle design and the humor. Plus, you know, it's, it's like anything. The more you do something, the better you get at it. And this was, I think, the fifth overall. I want to say Ron Gilbert and those guys worked on most of them, if not all of them. I know the guy that did Loom was a little bit, he, was, he wasn't he was related to that team, but they helped with it. Was he a little bit loony? 
That was a bad one. <laughs> eh? 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 Zach McCracken was made by one of the guys on the team, too. Um, I don't remember if it was Winnick or not, but... Again, they kind of learned from each other, and they were able to make the game a lot better. And for that reason, we got a better, much better structured game. And so do you remember how the game starts? I don't. Uh, my memories are you're in some slummy town, and, so, and then you eventually go talk to, like, the, the kings of the pirates. Well, so it actually starts, and there's an overlook. So, number one, we talked about the awesome uh, intro track for Maniac Mansion. And when we played the original version, it just sounded like noise, but it was still a good song. Um, the sound design in The Secret of Monkey Island was 10,000 times better. And the more updated versions have a full, I wouldn't say full orchestral soundtrack, but they have a really upgraded soundtrack, which is uh, awesome. So that intro song hits, they show you a outside view of the island, and then you see a lookout, and there's an old man on a lookout. And Guybrush walks in, and the first thing he says is, my name's Guybrush Streepwood, and I want to be a mighty pirate. And basically, this old man's just, like, heckling him the whole time. Is, is this the plot of One Piece? Kind of. I, I mean, you never know. Maybe Oda was inspired by it. That's for another day. Yeah. Where we get our namesake. This old man's basically heckling him. Basically, like, Guybrush is kind of like, Kind of like a dweeby character, but he's kind of really relatable in a sense. One of the things they really wanted to do with this one is you didn't really have an attachment to any of the characters in Maniac Mansion. They didn't get a lot of uh, a lot of fleshing out. I would argue that the antagonists like Doctor Fred and Weird Ed and Edna and all the, we, we, and the we, purple we, tentacle and the green. We tentacle. do know that Edna is a super freak, super freak. For a good time, give her a call. But that's what I mean. I think a lot of those characters got a, more fleshed out than the actual main character. Even though there's like, what, seven main characters in Maniac? I Mission? still couldn't name any of them. No, well, Sid, Sid, Razor, Dave, Bernard. You remember Bernard because he kept making that weird mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Guybrush is an actual protagonist that talks a lot more. And he's not afraid to engage with characters in the game. And this allows him to actually develop a backstory. Because you're just thrown into this, and you don't know anything about the character. Remember playing games back in the 90s? Like, if you didn't have an instruction manual, you pop the game in, there's no tutorial, no backstory, no nothing. It was just go. Right, all the lore building and, and things was done externally. That's something that I, I found interesting as an adult, um, with things like Doom, yeah. or, or, or you know, e even the original Zelda finding out that there was actually this already rich backstory and lore that yeah. went into the games when you know you even know, mario like, you, the, you look at you look at doom i just thought you were on this island shooting shit you're on mars well, i didn't even know that demons from hell well i didn't even know that because i can't read oh well, phobos um, phobos sure but yeah it's, it's still like and then you find out that there's like this this huge backstory even mortal combat for that yeah matter. mortal Kombat has a hell of a backstory. it has a, an incredible story and in, in in my opinion their reboot was the best way to handle a reboot ever oh yeah that's great mortal Kombat episode is going to be lit oh it's it's fantastic what they did but you know it's just even mario though even or, or mario. even even tekken 
Tekken. Tekken with their backstory. Like those early fighting games, I didn't know there was a story. I thought the whole story was. Well, hey, you had to play. You had to beat the the tower as every character in Mortal Kombat to get everyone's. Well, backstory. only only one person's. Well, to get the backstories, yes, but only one person's winning is canon. Well, Liu Kang, but right until Liu Kang died. Well, yeah, I, several times. Yeah, but see, later, later they actually kind of tied them together. Besides the point, my, bringing it back to what I wanted to say is, you know, you, you didn't really realize back then that there were these stories, that there was these overarching themes. You just thought it was a game, it was a standalone, and it was fun. Yeah, and especially when there was a sequel, you didn't even know how they tied in sometimes. Yeah, and that might have just been the naivete of us being children. No, I don't think so. I just think it was. You couldn't do it in game, and that's what really set these Lucas Arts games apart. And everyone from here on out really told a much bigger story. And like I said, that was one of the things they really set out to do with Monkey Island. So you come in, you're talking to the old man. You're basically like, "I want to be a pirate." Um, he makes fun of Guybrush the entire time. Then he's like, "All right, if you want to be a pirate, go down the street to that slummy town, and." Literally, everything about the game is designed to teach you how to play as you go. It's a really great way to design a game. You only have one option, to walk to the right. And as you walk to the right, you come into the town, and then the first thing you see is a sign that says Scum Bar, which is, I think, a joke about the scum engine. And also, the pirates are scummy. But there's a door there. You see it. You open the door. You go right in. And... There's a bunch of different pirates in this room, and they're all doing crazy things, like one's hanging on the ceiling, they're all drinking grog, having a good old time. This is the part I remember. I think this is where I stopped playing. So. (laughs) I made it very far. That's like not even the first, that's like the second screen. (laughs) No, you go to the table when you talk to the pirates, and you can tell them, like, I'm here to to kill you, and like the big fat ones at the middle of the table or something. And you can say, like, I'm here to kill you. Yeah, so that's 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 the last thing that I remember. Well, that's a good, that's a good segue. Too, because all those pirates, I don't know if you, well, you said you couldn't read at the time, but if you... Well, my dad or my cousin or somebody would read a little bit to us. If you actually talk to all those pirates in the room, they all have different things to say, and you have a bunch of dialogue options, and this is what really set Monkey Island apart from the other point-and-click adventure games. Indiana Jones had a good story, obviously, because it's Indiana Jones, but there weren't as many like dialogue trees and branches. Um, we see this a lot now. With games like, you know, Mass Effect, Fallout, Elder Scrolls, Cyberpunk, pretty much anything where you have dialogue choices, Fable, stuff like that. This was one of the first games to really give you those options. Now, did it have... Consequences? Consequences. No. But... That's a little advanced for, 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 for 90. No, it wasn't even that. It was more so they didn't want to have fail states in it. So you talk to them and you could say everything. It was kind of like fleshing out the characters more. So whenever you you talk to the different characters, you could you could talk. It, it made sense to ask them all the different things. It wasn't like you were saying the same thing over and over again. So the dialogue system was actually um, interesting for the time. There's one pirate in the room, and I've been waiting to tell you about this. I didn't tell you about this previously. He has a button on that says "Ask me about Loom." No joke. His entire character, everything you ask him, he goes, Loom is a wonderful game. You should check it out. It's a new point-and-click adventure game from LucasArts Studios. You can order it from LucasArts, and he gives you, like, the P.O. Box address and, and everything, I think. It really pushing Loom, huh? Yeah, it, it, but it, that's the type of humor that I love about the game because it's so meta 
And it's no one was doing that at the time. Is it humor or is it pushing a product? I mean, it's pushing a product, but it's the fact that, like, they're doing it in a humorous tone, I would say. Because it's so blatant that they're not actually pushing it. I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of weird meta stuff in Monkey Island like that. So, next room, you go and you talk to the pirates, and they present you with your first task. So this is another thing I thought was better about Monkey Island. Yeah, you have to get some stuff, don't you? You have to do three things. So, you have to collect buried treasure, you have to become a master swordsman, and you have to steal something of value. So, right then and there, you have your goals. You have three goals. And what's cool about it is you don't have to do them in any certain order. There's no way to fail at these. It's trial and error until you solve the puzzle. Or any of the three puzzles. What do you think about that? Compared to Maniac Mansion. Like, did you feel more... When you started Maniac Mansion, did you have an idea of what, what you were supposed to do? For the most part. I think the reason Maniac Mansion worked is because it was a confined environment. And you could pick up items. But there are a lot of red herring items in Maniac Mansion, like the can of Pepsi. Well, no, we use the can of Pepsi. But, like, the head of lettuce in the fridge and the fruit drinks. And there's all kinds of stuff that you don't use. Monkey Island, every item has a purpose. And when you pick an item up, it won't let you not use an item. Or it won't let you use an item or mess an item up. We ran into that in Maniac Mansion. The first time we played, you messed up the envelope. And then the second, what'd you do the second time? So, something we couldn't, we couldn't mail the demo the second time either. I, I, something with the box or the stamp. I didn't take the stamps or something. I thought that was the first time. Uh, no, the first time I didn't, you ripped I, I, I ruined the envelope. I didn't ruin it the second time. I, I think I didn't have the stamps on the box. Oh, we forgot to take the stamps off the box. Yeah. That's what it was. But yeah. we did win. We won. We got the meteor police. The meteor police yeah. actually worked. Yeah. Yeah. Maniac Man, or I mean, uh, Monkey Island doesn't have anything like that. That's what's kind of cool about it. There's three different challenges. You can undertake them in any order you really want. There's a lot of exploration, but the island's kind of confined. It gives you the illusion that it's actually bigger than it is. After leaving the bar, you walk to the right more, and there's a town. And when you leave the town, there is a zoom out, and there's a whole map. But you can only go to certain places on this map that are highlighted. And there's a lot of ridiculous stuff that goes on during that first portion of the game. One of the earliest quests or puzzles I can think of is you have to get a pot from the kitchen. You have to get stewed meat. And you have to... I'm trying to remember what else. Oh, to get in the kitchen, you have to wait till the cook brings Grog out to the pirates and sneak in the kitchen. So, first puzzle of the game, figure out how to get in this room. It's not like a super hard puzzle, but it's a good way to get your feet wet with the idea of solving these puzzles. And then, when you go in that room, there is a bird on the back porch, and he is eating a fish. We're not even going to have to play the game, folks. I I love Mikey Island, so I know... We're not even going to have to play the game. We just walked you through it. I'm walking you through the beginning to prove a point. So, uh, the bird... If you try to pick up the fish, he will attack you because, you know, the bird wants to eat the fish. So you have to walk on a board, bounce the bird up in the air, and he'll fly away, and you have a set amount of time to pick up the fish. But there's no failure. If you, if you mess it up, if you can't do it fast enough, which definitely when you're not using a mouse was easy to do. Controlling it with a keyboard 
War Controller was terrible. So you learn that. You pick that up. Um, there's a lot of colorful characters. Everywhere you go in the game, you talk to people. So there's a group of pirates that you see when you go into the town. And they are called, not pirates, their name is Men of Low Moral Fiber. And they give you a pamphlet. That's how my mom describes us. Yeah, pretty much. Every time we get together. <laughs> you men of low moral you fiber. You men of low moral fiber. So. I don't know what she's talking about. I, I eat fiber every day. You're really regular. You eat that Jamie Lee Curtis yogurt. <laughs> Activia. Activia. So you talk to all the different characters. And they, they all have, it kind of reminds me of, uh, maybe this is why I like it so much, but like Earthbound. Playing Earthbound, you can talk to all these different characters, and they all have something unique to say. And a lot of their humor is really weird and like absurd and kind of goofy. Monkey Island's the same way. There's no character you talk to in the game, and they're boring. You meet a voodoo priestess, and you get a rubber chicken from her, and then you kind of talk to her, figure out what's going on. You hear about the ghost pirate, LeChuck, the man. LeChucky Fidel. <laughs> so... Uh, the first time you hear about LeChuck, they actually go to a cutscene, which is on his ghost pirate ship, and it looks like it's... The hell. Flying Chuckman. I don't actually know the name of the ship. I think they reveal it later, but I That's what I would call it, the Flying, flying Chuckman. But it's kind of cool, because they show you what's going on with LeChuck, and again, we're already expanding backstories for characters. We don't even really know who LeChuck is, but just by going to these cutscenes, they show you... What kind of character he is? He's is, a very is, feared is, is, ghost is, is LeChuck in the new one? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Old Victor Stagnetti. We'll get to that at the end of the episode. Oh, Victor Stagnetti. You just said that to make that joke. I, I, I got to say, Victor Stagnetti. And if any of you know who Victor Stagnetti is, give us a holler. Like I said, you can you can pretty much figure out uh, all those puzzles in any order you want. Generally, uh, one of the first things you're going to do is go to that world map and start to explore, and. If you go somewhere that you can't reach or you can't get to, it just kind of won't let you go there. It'll be kind of gated off. You won't have an item. Um, there will be someone standing there. So, like, the first challenge that you have to explore the map more, there's a troll, and you have to feed the troll. And do you know what you have to feed the troll? The hearts of children? Uh, a red herring. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so you give them the red herring. And he lets you pass. And it uh, actually it reveals himself to be a man. He's just a guy wearing a troll costume, just taking fish from people. So that, there's some goofy humor with that. Uh, then you go to a circus, and there's two really, really ridiculously Italian guys that are arguing about who's going to shoot out of this cannon. And basically they say, hey, you, guy that just walked in, we're going to shoot you out of this cannon. But safety first. They make sure that you have a helmet. So that's why you have to grab the pot. But the thing about it is, if you didn't grab the pot, now you have an inclination, oh, I need a helmet. Where did I see something I can use as a helmet? And again, this is teaching you the little puzzles as you go. So um, once you start down that path, like I said, you can go three different ways. You can do the sword fighting. And do you remember, or you never got to that point where you did the sword fighting? I don't believe so. So the sword fighting isn't action-based. It's insult for sword fighting. So it's a neat mechanic where you actually have to walk around the map, and there's random pirates, and they'll come up and duel you. And as you're dueling them, 
they will insult you, and you can pick a comeback. But you don't know all the comebacks when you first start. So you have to actually train and learn how these different mechanics work, um, these different insults. And whenever you get enough, you go and fight the Master Swordsman, and you beat her, and you get a T-shirt that basically any says, Any of your mom jokes? I forget. There's a lot of them. The one I always remember is uh, you fight like a dairy farmer, and then the response is how appropriate you fight like a cow. And that's just one of them, but there's a bunch of different jokes. But you could say how appropriate your mother was a cow. Well, no, you, there wasn't anything crazy like that. There's a couple good ones. It was just a unique mechanic to show sword fighting because you really couldn't in a point-and-click adventure game have something action-based like that. So um, once you go through that, you then have to either find the buried treasure or find the sword master. And there's a bunch of stuff that goes into that. Um, you have to get a sword. You have to do all kinds of stuff. But each of these big puzzles is broken down into a bunch of little puzzles. And what's kind of neat about it is you can do one puzzle the whole way through or you can take your time and you can do one and if you get stuck you can move on to working on the buried treasure one so having those three main branches to go down they all funnel into one end game for the chapter really helps pace the game better and spread it out um, maniac mansion kind of had that where you could work on multiple things at once the problem being you didn't have defined goals would you agree that, you know, it was, it was kind of difficult to know what you were doing sometimes? Yeah, but isn't that what everybody really wants these days? Open world. Yeah, but it wasn't open world so much as it was just no direction. And I think that was, I think... When they, really all we wanted was one direction. Baby, you light up my life like nobody else. But... Honestly, I, I think that if they would have had the technology and the experience when they made uh, Maniac Mansion, I think it would have been more focused. They didn't really know what they were doing when they made it. So, again, Monkey Island is the culmination of all the things that they learned. The, uh, the jokes in it are really good. I don't want to ruin a lot of them. But once you do that, you end up getting a crew together, and you sail to Monkey Island. So, instead of just being one island and one place like the mansion, the Maniac Mansion, we have Chapter 2. Chapter 2 resets everything. You start on a pirate ship, you have to solve puzzles on the ship. Your inventory, you only keep the things that you need. So if you don't need something for that chapter, it's gone out of your inventory. So that was one problem we had with Maniac Mansion. There was a lot of inventory bloat where you're clicking through the pages to find things. Uh, Monkey Island gets rid of that by just leaving you with what you need. And you only use the items that you need in that chapter. And if you need it in the next chapter, it's, it's in your inventory at the start of the you know, next chapter. So wait, if, if you get something early and it's supposed to be used later, it sticks around. But if it's only needed for one piece in the, you know, early on, yeah. it just vanishes. So it kind of does a, a yeah. kind of tidies up your inventory. Yeah, it kind of resets the inventory. Because in the second chapter, you're on the ship, and your crew is super lazy, and they don't want to go on the island. They just want to lay on the deck. Them scurvy dogs. It's great, because they just want to lay on the deck and suntan, and Guybrush is the captain of the ship, but like I said, he's kind of like a, he's kind of a wiener. So, basically, 
He's kind of a weenie. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they like call him a weenie or something like that. <laughs> and he, all, he eats at Weenie Junior Hut. They're all yeah, Weenie Hut Junior. <laughs> so they're all laying on the on the deck of the ship, and Ugh. he's like, "Hey guys, we gotta go." Because what I, I forgot, what actually happens to prompt this is LeChuck captures the governor, Elaine Marley, which is like Guybrush's love interest. So basically, he's wait. So that's the way the, the governor is a woman. Governor is a woman. Very progressive for the uh, Caribbean. I was gonna. I was gonna say LeChuck capturing a governor is actually helping the world. Oh, oh, getting too political now. Anyways, uh, yeah, he captures her, and you get this crew together, and you think at the end of chapter one, like, oh man, we're gonna go on this great pirate adventure, and I got a crew, because you know, as our podcast is named after One Piece, what what's one of the best parts of One Piece? The crew. Pirates have a crew. That's just how it is. So Monkey Island subverts that expectation by putting you with a crew and then making you do everything on your own and having the crew basically make fun of you the entire time. And Guybrush is like, hey, like, we're going to go save the governor. And they're like, yeah, shut up, you wiener. They're too lazy to get closer to the island, and they forgot the rowboat or something. I don't remember. So Guybrush, again, has to shoot himself out of a cannon to get to the island. What you're saying is cannon. I just keep thinking of uh, Secrets of Mana. Oh, Secret of Mana? Yeah, when, yeah, how you travel. You, you get shot up in the, the cannon to, yeah. to travel. Yeah, it's kind of Wild like game. That. We should play that sometime. Yeah. I would bore you all to death. I level, every time I, I get a new weapon and stuff, I level the weapon up with everybody. So, I mean, it's just hours of... Grinding. Of grinding, because not, the, cause not, the, cause not the, the weapon... Not the grind kind. Yeah, not, not, uh, not the fun kind. Not, not, wait, I was going to say not the R. Kelly kind, but definitely. I was, yeah, de- I, definitely not I, the... I, I held my tongue on Definitely that not the R. Kelly kind. Um... But, you know, that would be a boring one to watch because I really grind it out. And the leveling system in that was not the best. So what, what's neat about Chapter 2 is it takes place all on the ship. And the puzzles are self-contained to the ship. And there's a lot of, I don't want to ruin anything for you. Whenever you do, play it again, though. You'll enjoy the puzzles and the humor. But you have a singular goal to get to that island. And you, fig- you have to figure out that, hey, we don't have a rowboat. I have to shoot myself out of the cannon. So you have to basically figure out how to make gunpowder, how to do all this stuff to get to the island. Then when you get to the island, um, it really opens up. You meet a character named Herman Toothrot. Herman Toothrot is basically, um, I forget who exactly he is, but I think he was friends with LeChuck or something, and he ended up on the island and got stranded there. He was friends with one of the pirates and ended up stranded there, and everyone kind of forgot about him. And he's been there. He's like a real old man. He's been there for a very long time, just living on the island with the monkeys. Because obviously it's called Monkey Island, so there's a bunch of monkeys. Also, there's a group of friendly cannibals. And are, are they protecting, like, these super-secret crystals that fire high-powered lasers? No, it's nothing that intense. It's mm. literally they're just goofy cannibals. And I always thought they're – they have, like um, – like masks on and the graphics in the old one made it look like they had fruits on their head. So I thought one had like a lemon head, but basically if you run into them, you learn a lesson that you can't talk to them or they're going to put you in a cage and try to eat you. Was, was Ernie Hudson part of it? Ernie Hudson. I don't know, but he was in Congo. Uh, So remember you can also see him at still city comic con every time. He's like there every single time. (laughs) 
I swear to God, he's <laughs> he's in every Steel City Club. Oh man, isn't isn't William Zebka coming this time? Yeah, it's like the whole cast of Cobra Kai this time. We have to go just for Zebka. Yeah, just for Zebka. Yeah, I think Kreese is going to be there too. I I don't know how he's still alive. But. Oh, I don't either. He was terrible on Dancing with the Stars. My mom made me watch it, and he couldn't even move. Which I mean, I'm not surprised. Also, he showed up. He showed up on uh, AEW. He came out with Britt Baker. Great Pittsburgher as well. Crease? Yeah, Crease was on there. With I, I like I like the picture. She had a Cobra Kai jacket. Oh, on. I saw at the Cobra Kai preview or something. He, she was with Zebka. That's why though, because she did that promo with Crease for uh, I think it was last season. Whatever. Anyways. Anyways. Monkey. Uh, monkeys, so you're on the, you're on the monkeys, island. monkeys and cannibals. Yeah. So you get kidnapped oh by my. these cannibals, and all I can think of is is it progression if a cannibal uses a fork? I wonder if that's where Craig got the name for that song. Uh, you end up in this cell, you learn that you can escape, and it's kind of goofy because every time you escape, the cannibals don't kill you and eat you. They just basically go, hey, how'd you get out of that cell? We're going to put you back in the same cell. And, you know, you just keep doing that over and over again. Very reminiscent of the uh, the basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, because they, they kept throwing us in the basement, and all you had to do was push that tile or unlock the door once you got the key. So, similar. Um What's kind of interesting about this part of the game is it really opens up. There's a lot of different paths you can go down. There's a lot of different paths you can go down, and you can do a lot of different things. Um, the main goal is to get into a giant monkey head that takes you underground. And remember how we were talking about LeChuck's ship being in hell? Yes. Takes you right to the ghost land in hell. I don't know if it's hell, but this is like a river of blood or lava or something, and you have to sneak onto LeChuck's ship and do all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, there's a head, a severed head that you get, and he navigates. And you have to navigate through these caves by looking at where his okay. eyes are. Oh, oh, okay, God of War, for stealing that idea. See? I guarantee someone on that team played this game. But it's cool because you, you use the item, and it shows like a zoomed-in picture, and he's just like a head. And he basically like looks to the left, and you know, oh, I have to go left. But sometimes he's he's an asshole. So, so then Guybrush turns. And he leads the, you the wrong. Then Guybrush way. turns into the snowman. And then you talk to him. We're, we're not going to appreciate the Al Snow joke. I just oh, who who once had? <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> <sighs> so in the end, you get to the ghost ship, and you can't sneak on because obviously. You know, there are a bunch of ghost pirates. They're going to kick your ass. So uh, you talk to the severed head, and he has an invisibility necklace of eyeballs. You put it on. You sneak onto the ship. You do a bunch of stuff. Whenever you leave, you find out LeChuck has finally escaped, and he is going to marry the governor. So you go back, and the last chapter is really short. It's just basically you get back and you have to go uh, stop LeChuck. So you have to go to the church, you fight LeChuck a little bit, and you actually kill him by using secret voodoo root beer on him. So it's an interesting ending to the game. And if you're too slow, again, no fail state in this game. If you're too slow when you're fighting LeChuck, you don't spray him with the root beer in time. He actually punches you, like uppercuts you, to a different part of the map. And you keep doing it again and again and again. And eventually, 
you end up at the used car lot or used ship lot, stands used ship lot, and there's a pop machine there or soda machine, however you want to say it. Pop is the right way. But you end up there and you get more root beer and you can kill them using that. And then the game ends. So pretty much throughout the game, uh, you meet a lot of interesting characters. We talked about some of them. Some extra ones I wanted to mention, uh, Stan, the used ship salesman. He is basically like a used car salesman, and you have to haggle with him to get your ship. And he's always trying to upcharge you, upgrade you. But you have a set amount of money. There's like a, there's like a plot where you get a, a loan from a shopkeep, and you only have a set amount of money, so you can only buy the crappiest ship, basically. But Stan still tries to upsell you the entire time. There's a lot of good dialogue with him. Um, Stan the Man Saverin. Stan the Man. <laughs> Stan Saverin. Oh, man. Legend. So, Stan's kind of cool. Otis is cool. All the pirate crew. The uh, pirate sword trainer that you meet. The sword master. The shop owner. The characters in the game are really good. Um, Mar- um, Elaine Marley, the governor. Uh, one character that I forgot to mention was the governor. Or not the governor. The uh, sheriff. So the sheriff is just like a bald guy with a goatee. So basically any 90s wrestler. He doesn't like Guybrush from the beginning. And you don't really know why. <laughs> you don't really know why he doesn't like Guybrush. Later down the line, you figure out why. So if you, you could take a guess on that, I don't want to spoil it. Is he it. your daddy? No, but I don't want to spoil it. But he basically shows up at different times. There's a part where you go into um, the governor's mansion to steal an idol, a statue. And there's a huge fight scene between Guybrush and the governor. But what happens is he throws you through a painting in the wall. And you hear a bunch of noises and bangs and crashes. And descriptions of ridiculous things that are going on. But it's all taking place in the room behind you. So you don't see any of it. And they basically fight for like a couple minutes. And then he throws Guybrush through another painting back into the room. And he's like, wow, that fight was crazy. So there's a lot of crazy humor like that. You remember earlier I was talking about uh, how you can die? There's one way that you can die in this game. Only one. Don't tell me I'm going to try to die. No, you can. It's actually an achievement in the newer versions. But uh, right after the governor's kidnapped, or uh, the sheriff puts you underwater. And Guybrush earlier in the game tells you he can hold his breath for 10 minutes. You've stayed underwater for longer than 10 minutes. So you stay underwater for 10 minutes, and he actually drowns. He turns green, and he just like floats there. It's kind of disturbing. But it's a super easy puzzle. Who, 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 the, who the shit is he? Does, so, does, who does he think he is? David Blaine? David, yeah, basically. So Next thing you know, he's going to say, I could stay in a block of ice for three days. So the most ridiculous part about this puzzle, so the governor's kidnapped, the sheriff puts you under the water, and it's literally under Wait, the- wasn't the governor a character in Walking Dead? Yeah, it's not that governor. It's Governor Morley. Do but, I have to be more specific? No, I'm just saying, I'm, just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm getting you're, all kinds you're, of... You're correct. You're correct. Michonne wasn't in this. Although there is a pirate that kind of looks like Michonne in the second one. Anyway. So, he puts you under the deck where you start the game. And you're tied to the idol. And to solve this puzzle, all you have to do is literally pick up the idol and put it in your pocket. Which is ridiculous because if you put the idol in your pocket, wouldn't you still be weighed down? But that's a type of, of absurd humor. It's a monkey island. That's why I enjoy it. You should get your head checked. Well, 
Maybe you'll play it one day and you'll understand. Maybe, maybe I'll finish it someday. Well, folks, I, I think now that we know the entire plot and, and gameplay of the entire game, um, we don't have to play it. Um, no, we probably will. Um, hopefully sometime next week or during this week. We'll see. And hopefully we can get back to a regularly uh, scheduled release of, of episodes. Um, but I think that wraps up what we have to say for, for Monkey Island. Uh, it seems like a good game. Seems like a, a large step in in advancement from uh, Maniac Mansion. So, just to mention the ports of it in in the end here. Um, again, there's tons of different versions of it. Now you can get a, a fully upgraded version. It has voice acting. It has the original pixel art style plus a new uh, remade style or remade soundtrack. Both the first and second games are available on Steam, um, Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, I believe now, um, all kinds of different platforms. You have the choice to play with voice acting in the upgraded graphics or the original graphics in text adventure stuff. Well, not text adventure, but the original pixel graphics. So either way, you want to check it out. Uh, I encourage you to do it. Um, if you're not a fan of reading which some people aren't, <laughs> and you don't want to play with the old pixel graphics, if that's not your thing, uh, the upgraded graphics are really awesome. And the voice acting is excellent. And that voice acting team, for the most part, I believe, is going to be back in the new one. I know Guybrush is definitely going to be back. Um, that guy's been playing Guybrush since, I think, the third Monkey Island, and he continued when they did the remakes. So uh, Monkey Island is a great game. It has an outstanding legacy. Again, it's a cult classic. Definitely something you should check out, Noah. Never. Anyways. Check out the new one. Comes out probably next couple days from when we release this. I believe it is September 20th, maybe? So in about a week. About, it's, it's less than a week. I... About a week. Anyways, that's all we got. Uh, wrapping up. Remember to tune in. We'll try to stream on, on Twitch more often. We'll try to start releasing things again. Maybe we can stream the new one when it comes out. Now, now, that, now that life is, is back to a good pace, um, hopefully we're going to get back to all of that. We appreciate you all sticking in. We'll be back with LeChuck's Revenge very shortly. Peace. episode of Romance Dawn. Be sure to follow us anywhere that you get your podcasts. Check us out at Romance Dawn TV on Twitter and Instagram for updates on Twitch streams and episode previews. For business inquiries and questions email us at romancedawnpd at gmail.com. The entrance music track is The Chonker by Daphini and the ending track is End Credits, Loop by Visager. See you next week, set sails for new adventures.